Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening hello welcome back this is the sports gamble ramble episode number 56 um, today we are going to be breaking down the playoff picture going into week 18. I gave you guys two episodes last week, uh, breaking down both the AFC and NFC. I'm going to try to squeeze both conferences into one episode this week as, uh, you know, a number of teams were eliminated in last week's action. Um, a few of the, you know, miracle scenarios that were, uh, in play last week, we no longer really have to spend time on. I'm not going to be going over any games that are not playoff relevant in this episode. I'm not picking all the spreads like I've done in the past. We're talking playoffs at this point. This is the stuff that's important. I'm going to give you guys uh, the clinching scenarios and the current standings, just like I did last week. I'm going to do the NFC first this week because there are only eight teams live um, in the NFC and most of the divisions are locked up, whereas the AFC is a little bit messier, especially in the wild card uh, picture. So let's jump into the NFC playoff picture as we uh, go into week 18. I'm recording this Friday afternoon, January 7th, around 4 p.m., um, so there is a little bit of news that we don't have yet as far as, uh, you know, COVID statuses of certain players. Um, and as far as team strategy, you know, going into this week, who is going to be playing their starters? How much are they going to be playing their starters? That's really the stuff to keep your eyes on as we go into this week. If you are going to be touching any of these lines, um, the first team that we're going to talk about in the NFC is the Packers. Uh, they already have the number one seed clinched. So they really have nothing to play for here. I personally am hoping that they play Rodgers at least in the first half enough to establish a lead and beat the Lions so I can get my 19-1 to Packers future on the most regular season wins. Um, it's possible that the Rams and Buccaneers are able to tie them, which I have no fucking clue what happens to my ticket if it pushes, but that would suck. Um, besides the point, that's from a selfish perspective. The Packers uh, have everything locked up. They are going to have home field advantage. We'll see how much they play their starters. They play the Lions this week. Uh, the Rams are currently the two seed. Um, they have not locked up their division. They can with a win this week. Um, they are 12-4. and four. Uh, So are the Bucks. So the Rams also need to win this game to hold the Bucks off. Um, from you know jumping them in seeding uh the rams play the 49ers this week and it's actually an interesting game um that one is gonna mean a lot for both teams both teams need a win to fight off seeding there um if the rams lose and the cardinals win 
the Ram or the Cardinals can overtake the Rams for the division. So they still need to win this game to lock up their division and fight off the Buccaneers and even the Cowboys for the two seed. Um, we can break down that 49ers game a little bit later. Uh, it's going to be super interesting right now. I think the Rams are like a four and a half point favorite. It is in LA, um, but the 49ers are five and zero against Sean McVay as head coach of the Rams. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I think that's the uh, McVay Shanahan matchup since they both have been head coach. Um, so San Fran, you know, Shanahan's got McVay's number. We'll see how that plays out. The Rams need to win. Uh, they should be competing this week. The next team is the Buccaneers. They are currently the three seed. Um, they have already clinched their division, uh, but they still could improve in seeding depending on how this weekend plays out. They're playing the Panthers this week. That should be a win for the Bucs. I think they're a two-touchdown favorite. Um, if the Buccaneers get a win and the Rams lose, the Bucs can be the two seed. If the Buccaneers lose and Dallas wins, the Buccaneers can slip down to the four seed. Um, the Cowboys can also pass the Rams here. So those, those two through four seeds, although most of the divisions are locked up, there's still a lot of seeding that can jumble around. Um, the Buccaneers, like I said, they play Carolina. It should be an easy win. Um, so the Rams really need to take care of business against the 49ers or else the Bucs will be able to jump into that two spot and get an extra potential home playoff game. Um, the next team is the Cowboys. They have clinched their division. Um, they can still advance, like I just said, if the Rams and Bucks both lose and the Cowboys beat the Eagles this weekend. The Cowboys can jump all the way up to the two seed. Um, they can also individually jump the Bucks. Say the Rams win, the Bucks lose, the Cowboys win. Uh, Bucks go down to the four, Cowboys go up to the three, Rams stay at the two. So like I said, all three of those teams kind of duking it out for seeding. I uh, also mentioned the Eagles and the Cowboys square off this week. That game is Saturday at 8 p.m. There's two Saturday games this week. The Chiefs and Broncos play in the afternoon and the Eagles and Cowboys play at night. That Eagles-Cowboys game, I don't have much analysis. I can tell you guys the situation, but it's going to uh, – your guess is as good as mine how it plays out because both these teams have uh, COVID outbreaks this um, this week. The Eagles have about half their starters on the COVID list. Uh, I think they're missing two or three starting offensive linemen, a couple starting defensive linemen. Really, a lot of their the anchor of that team and a lot of their impact starters are going to be out. And it is, uh, as of right now, questionable if we play Jalen Hurts this week or if we start Gardner Minshew. Because I'll get into the Eagles situation, but we don't have a whole lot to play for. So this is an interesting spot. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who wins. The Eagles and Cowboys are both clinched into the playoffs. The only reason to play their starters would be if they're trying to compete for advanced seeding here. But with the COVID outbreaks and both teams being in, we can see a lot of backups in this game on Saturday night. So it's a it's um a lot of unknown right now. We'll talk about it more as we break down the Eagles situation. Um, the Cardinals are the first uh, wild card team in the NFC. They have clinched a playoff berth. Uh, they are currently a game behind the Rams for the division. Um, the Cardinals are an interesting team here where they could go anywhere from the five to the two seed uh, this week. Um, 
the Cardinals need the Rams to lose, and the uh, Cardinals need to beat the Seahawks. They're at home against Seattle this week. If uh, if they get a win and they get a Rams loss, they take the division, and uh, the Rams are actually a wild card team playing on the road that first weekend. Um, and then we have a whole mess of tiebreakers to deal with between the Buccaneers, Cowboys, and Cardinals, which I'm not going to get into right now. Um, but it's a situation to be aware of. Uh, so any of those teams, really, those Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, Cardinals, they're all duking it out still. And then we get into a bit of a separation in the pack here. Um, the sixth seed currently is the 49ers, although they have not clinched the playoffs. While the seventh seed is the Eagles, who have clinched the playoffs. The 49ers get the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Eagles because they beat them in week two of this season. So that's what's keeping the 49ers in the sixth seed currently. But if the New Orleans Saints win against the Falcons and the 49ers cannot beat the Rams, the 49ers can be eliminated from the playoffs and the Eagles can move up to the sixth seed and the Saints can grab that seventh seed, which is the situation that I talked about on last week's NFC breakdown. I did, I did call my shot there and saying, you know, out of the uh, five teams battling out for the in the hunt category in the NFC, I did call that the Saints would be the one with the best shot here. Um, the Vikings, Falcons, and Washington football team all eliminated themselves last week, but the Saints are still alive. And honestly, beating the Falcons, they're going to do it. I'll probably bet that one. They're minus three and a half road favorites in Atlanta. I'll gladly lay the hook. Sean Payton's got this team ready to play. So I like them to get that first leg. And then all they need is the Rams, who I talked about their motivation. They have something to play for to beat this 49ers team. Uh, back to the 49ers standpoint, you know, we don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be healthy for this game or if we're going to get another week of Trey Lance. And I got to be honest, you know, Trey Lance doesn't look like uh, really a starting caliber quarterback right now. I think it's pretty clear Shanahan has had a plan this entire season. Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter. We need to groom Trey. We need to coach him up. We need to develop him. We need to give him an entire year's worth of NFL experience. And then an off season where he can transition into the starting role, but this guy's coming from North Dakota State, a Division Two, uh, Division One AA program, and you know I don't even th- I don't think he played much college football. He did he only played I think one full season there. Um, so my point is, this was kind of the plan the whole time. You know, Jimmy G is the starter for San Fran, and if he can't go, I don't really love the 49ers' odds here to be able to get a win with Trey Lance uh, against a very capable Rams team with enough to play for this week. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. If the 49ers lose and the Saints win, and we get that situation where the Saints are able to sneak in, excuse me, guys, the Eagles actually jump up to the sixth seed and the Saints would be the seventh seed because Philly has the head-to-head tiebreaker over New Orleans after beating them earlier in the season as well. So regardless, um, you know, Philly basically, if, if the 49ers win, Philly stays at the seventh seed. They can't advance. We won't know that going into the game. Um, but the only way that the Eagles improve their situation at all is if the Saints win, the 49ers lose, and the Eagles, well, I guess they wouldn't have to beat Dallas in that situation. So really, Eagles don't need a win, period. They can advance to the sixth seed with a loss this week as well. 
as long as the 49ers lose and the Saints win. So that's interesting. Really, at the end of the day, the Eagles have no legitimate reason to play anybody this week. So after you know talking through that a bit, I fully expect it to be a Gardner Minshew game. I definitely think Jalen Hurts, um, whether it's from a physical standpoint or a mental standpoint, this week of rest could be huge for him going into his first playoff appearance. So uh, that's how I see things shaking out. Um, I really like the Saints to beat Atlanta. So it's just going to, we're going to have to keep an eye on who is at quarterback for the 49ers and, um, you know, really what the game plan is for the Rams in that spot. Do the Rams uh, maybe already have some of their seeding shit kind of worked out where it doesn't really benefit them to go and try to win the game? No, probably not, because, again, the Cardinals are breathing down their neck for the division and they could drop five seeding spots with that shit backfiring. So it looks like all these teams should be playing their starters uh, besides really Philly and Green Bay. And uh, it's going to be a competitive weekend. I like this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I fully expect uh, the Packers to be a live team in the playoffs. They look like a unit. Um if it's Trey Lance, I like the Rams in that spot. If it's Jimmy G, I think the 49ers are a live dog, so we will see. I expect the Bucks to win. Um, if I had to pick that Eagles-Cowboys game, uh, I guess i take Dallas as like a five-point favorite in Philly against a bunch of Philly backups. The Cowboys have COVID issues too. I guess I didn't really mention that, but I think Tyron Smith, Micah Parsons, and a couple other guys are all going to be missing this game. So... That's really the two big question marks here in the NFC. How does that Rams 49ers situation play out? That's the big game this week in the NFC. And then can the Saints pull some shit together, you know? And who plays in the Eagles game? That's what we're looking at here. Um, We're going to hop over to the AFC. I think I can get this episode done in less than a half an hour. We shouldn't have to take any breaks. Um, but yeah, let's jump into the AFC and we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans. Maybe my favorite team to talk about besides, uh, probably the Packers this year. Uh, the reason for that, I have the Tennessee Titans at 23 and a half to one to win the Super Bowl this year. They are right now locked into the, not locked in. They're right now positioned into the one seed in the AFC. The Titans uh, have clinched their division. Um, they are 11 and five. They play the Houston Texans this week in Houston. And with a win, they clinch the one seed shout out Mike Vrabel, my easy pick for coach of the year. There's some other guys. I think right now, Vrabel is the third favorite. We have Zach Taylor, who's well-deserved and Matt LaFleur. That's a joke. Um, ahead of Vrabel in the odds, uh, Quick sidebar, LaFleur doesn't deserve coach of the year. He's got a great roster in Aaron Rodgers. He inherited a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, let's see what the Titans look like with LaFleur as the head coach. And let's see what the Packers look like with Vrabel as the head coach. Vrabel's a dog, and he's got that team buzzing. This Titans team is in great position. They are 10-point uh, favorites uh, to the Houston Texans. They did lose to Houston earlier in the season, but that was kind of a sleepwalker. Um, the Titans were coming off a big uh, big win streak, and then they had a look ahead against New England the next week. Um, 
I think ten, uh, Tennessee is going to be uh, more prepared for this game. Win clinches them the one seed. I think this team benefits the most out of any team in the AFC from getting that one seed. The Chiefs honestly don't need it. The Chiefs are, I think, pretty healthy right now. Um, but the Titans, if they can get this one seed and get a, a full week off in the playoffs, I don't know if you guys are following the reports. Derrick Henry practiced this week, guys, and he has potential to play this weekend. But if they don't need him to, if they can just run the rails off Deontay Foreman this uh, this Sunday against uh, the Texans and that bad run defense in Houston, and then they can secure that one seed and get this entire team a week off and get Derrick Henry an extra week to get back into football shape, look the fuck out for this Titans team. I am pumped. Like I said, almost 24 to one odds on my Super Bowl future. I took their over wins. I took them to win the division. I love this team. I have been betting on them nonstop since Tannehill took over two and a half years ago. And since the Derrick Henry explosion has uh, really taken off. And I'm so excited for this team to have a legitimate chance to make a run in the AFC. Let's go to the team that's more, uh, most likely probably to, to upset them in the playoffs. And, and uh, the only team with a shot to steal that one seed right now, and that is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they are 11-5. and five. They have also clinched their division. Um, but losing last week to Cincinnati, which was also an upset that I kind of hinted at last week. You guys should be, uh, you know, if you didn't listen last week, um, uh, we're calling some shots here on this playoff run. Let's just say that. So the Bengals are 10-6. and six. And uh, they've clinched their division, which is huge for them. Um, that win over Kansas City last week was the clincher for them. And uh, that, like I said, in relation to the Chiefs, that really cost them. It cost them the one seed. So now they need the Titans to lose, and they need to beat uh, the Broncos on Saturday this weekend. Um, if the Chiefs can do that, if they can beat the Broncos and somehow the Texans can pull off two upper upsets in the same season over this Titans wagon, then the Chiefs can get back into that one seed. Uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope the Titans can get this shit done this weekend uh, in a big time, you know, nut up or shut up situation. But we just talked about that Chiefs Bengals game last week. And it's actually interesting because if the Chiefs somehow managed to lose to Denver, as um, a massive favorite this weekend on Saturday, then the uh, the Bengals with a win over Cleveland can actually jump up into that two seed, and we'd have the Chiefs all the way down at the three seed, which is pretty crazy. I guess if you get into it even further in this situation, if we get a Bengals win and a Bills win and the Chiefs lose, the Bills can jump the Chiefs as well because they beat them earlier in this season. They have the head-to-head tiebreaker. And the Buffalo Bills uh, can get up into that two seed, uh, or I believe three seed. The Bengals might have a tiebreaker. I didn't look into that scenario. Uh, But the Chiefs would slip all the way down to the four seed. Is it a situation I see happening? No. Um, I think Andy Reid is going to buttfuck the Denver Broncos on Saturday. It looks like Drew Locke is going to be starting another game. That team looks like they're ready for the offseason, whereas the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So I don't see that playing out, but this is kind of a what-if episode. Um, 
We'll get into the Bengals because we've already been talking about them a little bit, but they're at Cleveland this week. If they get a win and the Chiefs lose, they get the two seed. If the Bengals lose and the Bills win, the Bills can bypass the Bengals for that three seed and Cincinnati drops to the four seed. This is a situation that I see being highly likely. Um, As shitty as the Browns look right now, the Bengals are actually a team uh, similar to Philadelphia that had multiple positive COVID tests uh, this past Monday, directly after uh, their playoff clinching performance in Kansas City. And I want to talk about that for a brief second before we break down the rest of the AFC. Um, I heard some people talking on some other shows this week about a little bit of strategy, a little bit of chess being played by the Eagles and Bengals here with the whole COVID situation. Because I guess, you know, with the new uh, COVID testing policies in the NFL, if you have a positive test, you have five days to get back. Uh, get healthy and get back on the roster with a uh, negative test. And then you have a 90-day grace period where you will not be tested again. Well, I don't know if you guys have looked at your calendars lately, but in 90 days, the NFL season is going to be over. So any of these players that have tested positive this week, who I said a lot of key pieces to that Eagles team and a lot of key pieces to this Bengals team, they won't have to be tested again throughout the entire playoffs. So they will not be at risk for losing games due to COVID testing throughout the month of January and February. Do we know if these Bengals and Eagles are still going to be playing in a couple weeks? We don't know that. But it's these teams kind of getting ahead of the ball as far as this COVID shit. Honestly, good move because they're both locked in. They can only really advance one or two seeds. At the end of the day, is that worth risking your starters? Would they possibly be sitting half their starters anyways? Might as well go and get them tested. So if they are positive, it's not costing you a playoff game. Love the move. Love the gamesmanship. Uh, love the intellect that that's, that shows. Uh, that's a top-down decision. I don't think that's just one guy in the organization pulling a move like that. That really shows that the front office and the coaching staff together, I think, are uh, you know in cohesion for these two organizations. And um, you know, I thought it was worth talking about for a second. So let's get back into these playoff situations as we wrap up this playoff breakdown for Week 18. Uh, we will jump into the Buffalo Bills since we just talked enough about the Bengals. The Bills right now have a half game up on the Patriots due to some tiebreaker situations. I think the divisional record is the key because the Patriots have two divisional losses where Buffalo only has one. They're one and one against each other this week or this season. They are both 10 and 6. Uh, the Bills are currently in the four seed. I just talked a little bit about how they can move up in the seeding, uh, depending on what goes on with the Bengals and Chiefs this week. Um, the Bills can also drop down into a wild card spot if they lose to the Jets and the Patriots beat the Dolphins. Do I see that happening? Probably not. Um, I actually kind of like Miami to pull off that upset uh, to the Patriots. I think they're a six and a half point home dog. Patriots don't usually show up in Miami, guys. We know this. We've seen it happen a lot. Brian Flores, really good coach. I think the Dolphins being eliminated from the playoffs, you know, I think they're still one of the teams that will be motivated to show up this week and finish on a high note. After finishing the season on a 7-1 and one tear, 8-1 and one sounds better, right? So let's finish strong. So I think Miami shows up for the Patriots. And, uh, you know, the Bills should be able to handle the Jets. We'll see how much Josh Allen and the starters are playing in the second half. But uh, like I said, the situation is the Bills can step up in the seeding a bit with some losses from the Chiefs and Bengals. 
and uh, but they clinched the AFC East with a win or a Patriots loss. The Patriots can only win the division if they beat the Dolphins and the Bills lose this weekend to the Jets. So not a likely situation there. Um, the Patriots are the five seed right now. They have a full game up on everybody else in the wild card uh positioning and they have clinched a playoff berth so the bills and patriots are both in it's just a matter of who gets the divisional title and who is uh playing on the road this january um just talked about the patriots enough we'll get into this wild card situation i wanted to save this for the end of the episode because this is where all the crazy shit is at this weekend the afc six through ten seed is a shit show right now and it's um it's this is the fun stuff right uh the colts are the sixth seed right now they are nine and seven uh the chargers are the seventh seed they are also nine and seven if the season ended today those teams are in however the raiders the steelers and the ravens are all mathematically still in the equation and we're going to get into some crazy tiebreakers in this portion of the podcast. Uh, the Colts clinched the playoffs and the sixth seed with a win or a loss from the Steelers, Dolphins, and Chargers. The Colts are at Jacksonville this week, and you may say, man, that's an easy win, but the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2015. That's a stat that's getting a lot of traction on the internet and on the radio shows this week, and you're hearing me talk about it too. The Colts have dropped uh, six in a row in Jacksonville over the last six years, including last year. That Jacksonville team only won one game, and it was against the Colts. So that's really interesting. Um, You would think this Colts team can handle business, but um, like I said, they have not performed well on the road to that divisional opponent. and maybe something with the dome team going up to the Florida down to the Florida weather, but it's interesting. Do the Colts choke this one away? If they do, that opens the door for a lot of these teams that I just mentioned. Um, the Chargers, right behind them at nine and seven, they play the Raiders this week. The Chargers can clinch um, with a win against the Raiders or a tie. They don't even need to win that game as long as they tie the Raiders. Um, they will still have the tiebreaker over Las Vegas and Pittsburgh and a full half game up on the Ravens. So Chargers are in with a win or a tie in Las Vegas. Um, Focusing on that Chargers-Raiders game real quick, that is the Sunday night game. That is the last game of the regular season. That's the primetime uh, Sunday night football on NBC. Um, it's a winner in win-in-in situation for both teams. Uh, The Raiders can also clinch that seven seed with a win because that would give the Chargers a nine and eight record where the Raiders would advance to 10 and seven. Um, If the Colts lose and the Raiders win, uh, the Colts could slip down to the seven seed. The Raiders could jump them for the six seed. Um, That's a really interesting spot. Now, I've mentioned a couple times that uh, a tie could affect the Chargers and Raiders seeding here, and it's like I said, because the Steelers have a tie on their record, there's a situation that could occur here that I want to talk about. And if you guys have been following the media this week, like I have, you've probably heard it already, but I got to talk about it. If the Steelers beat the Ravens, 
and the Colts lose to the Jags, then with a tie in the Chargers-Raiders game, both Los Angeles and Las Vegas get into the playoffs. And this is the crazy shit that I'm talking about. This is the shit that I wanted to save for the end. So I'll talk you through that again. The, the Colts lose in Jacksonville. The Steelers win in Baltimore. Now the Chargers and Raiders are both 9-7. and seven. The Colts have eight losses, and the Steelers are also 9-7-1. and one. So if the Chargers and Raiders ahead of the game – you know, Coach, uh, what's his name? Basaccia, I think is his name in Las Vegas. And uh, Brandon Staley, they go and they shake hands before the game and they say, hey, let's knee this fucker out. They can agree to tie that game so that both teams make the playoffs. Now, is that a likely situation? Probably not. It's a fucking long shot. And is it even less likely that two NFL coaches agree to trust each other enough to tie that game? What if they'd have to play a full overtime period too, because it would be a zero zero game. They would literally be kneeing the clock out the entire game. Um, so it's like, a, it's, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but it would be amazing to see that um, that situation play out. It would be hilarious. Um, let's get into these last two teams and how they can get in. It's a long shot, but um, the Steelers can get in with a win and a Colts loss. And that, Chargers Raiders game not ending in a tie. So imagine if the Steelers beat the Ravens and the Colts lose to the Jags, which would be kind of a miracle upset for Pittsburgh. And all they need is just the Chargers or Raiders, one of them to lose, and they decide to tie and keep Pittsburgh out of the playoffs. That'd be a real kick in the nuts to the Steelers, but it is a potential situation. The Ravens are the last team that are not mathematically eliminated. It would be a long shot. I want to say going into this, Lamar Jackson not playing this week. We know it's going to be Tyler Huntley. Uh, but the Ravens get in by some miracle if they can beat the Steelers and get a loss from the Colts, Dolphins, and Chargers. Uh, in that situation, the Raiders would be the sixth seed and the Ravens would snag the seventh seed with the Chargers, Steelers, and Colts all uh, being eliminated. Yeah. That's the episode, guys. I'm keeping this one under 30 minutes. We're going on 29 here. Really exciting weekend of football. I will be back with you guys breaking down the wild card picture next week. Good luck if your team still has a chance to get in. Um, God, this is a fun time of year, right? So thanks for listening and ramble on.